Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. Saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code RTFP. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. 18 plus 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Voidware prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a monster Monday presented, of course, by DraftKings. It's a new week. It's a triple header week, by the way, for your boy. Wednesday night, some action. Thursday night, Ravens, Dolphins with Ian Eagle on the radio. And then Saturday, Bucknell, my wife's alma mater at Army. There's a lot to get to this week, but we got to start with this. Make sure you're signed up to get our newsletter. We haven't sent one out in like eight months, but I finally got the time on the flight to write one. It is a doozy. You're going to love the story. I don't think I've ever told it on the show before. And inside, you'll find out how to check out my column each week, as well as how to win this week's Madden. So make sure any link we ever post about the shows, those link tree links, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod, it has a link to sign up to get our emails. So number one, sign up. Number two, make sure you're looking for it in the next couple of days. Don't let it go to junk mail or spam or whatever. We only send one every few months, so we're not spamming you or junking you or anything like that. It's really just a story that I think you guys will really enjoy. Looking forward to getting your feedback on it. Looking forward to giving out some winners this week, including the sixth Madden. I mentioned I got three more to give. I'm giving out the sixth Madden after you read the email. And you see how to win it this week. Make sure when you send me your proof or your confirmation or whatever it is that you do, make sure that you mention whether you want the Xbox version or the PS5 for whatever it is version. Appreciate that. We will have a spread the word winner. You know we love those quote tweets. We will have a YouTube shout out winner. It was awesome getting the YouTube comments from Lauren Berkowitz and her husband after I did the shout out for Ethan Berkowitz, their son, for his birthday. These are cool. I mean, all you have to do is subscribe to YouTube and make a comment and you got a great chance to win that. People really like getting these videos to be able to send to somebody and show them a personal shout out, cameo style shout out from your boys. Speaking of personal, shout out to Brady McClure. He is the latest patron, patreon.com slash RT Media, where you get the press box food grades, the power rankings, the even money bets, the Friday picks, and you get to interact with me 
and all of our awesome Tuckheads every day, as much as you want, on our private Tuckhead Slack channel, which is awesome. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, let's talk about your overall themes from week nine in the NFL, Ross. Well, I think a couple of them are pretty obvious, Bry, and and really the biggest one by far was Underdog Sunday. You know, the shame of it is, on the Even Money podcast, I like getting the points a lot. I didn't go that route this week, and it hurt me dearly because how about all of the underdogs on Sunday coming to play? Broncos destroying the Cowboys. Nobody saw that coming. The Falcons beating the Saints. Maybe some people could see that one coming. I don't know many people that thought the Browns would destroy the Bengals like that, but they did as the underdog. Now, the Ravens came back to win. They The Ravens are a gutsy bunch, man. They are. But even the Vikings as underdogs came out, had a couple touchdown lead on the Ravens. Of course, the biggest one is the Jags beating the Bills. What a disheartening loss for my beloved Bills. Six points against that Jags defense? Did you see what Geno Smith did to them a week ago? Did you see that? So, not good. Not good at all for the Bills on multiple levels. Then you've got the G-Men beating the Raiders as underdogs. The Arizona Cardinals were underdogs because they didn't have Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins. They win. And then last night, the Titans, whew, dominating, kicking the Rams' butt as an underdog. That's, and that's the thing, too. It's not just the underdog teams that won. It's the teams that were missing guys. Like, big time. Titans' first game without Derrick Henry, no problem. Cardinals didn't have... DeAndre Hopkins or Kyler Murray, no problem. You know what's funny about that, by the way? The teams feel like that's like stealing a win. You know, like when you get a win without your guys, especially your starting quarterback, it feels like you're stealing a win. Well, guess what? The Broncos stole one back from the Cowboys because the Cowboys stole a win on Sunday Night Football last week against the Vikings. They just gave it right back by losing to the Broncos like that. But really across the board, These teams without their guys, the Browns obviously without Odell Beckham Jr., the Broncos without Von Miller, Falcons still getting it done without Calvin Ridley. Just a really, uh, really impressive day for the underdogs. Really impressive day for these teams that were missing players. You know, maybe even throw in the Miami Dolphins there. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. I'm doing that game Thursday night, as I mentioned. Dolphins, Ravens. Should be fun. Uh, You know, I really wanted to see Tua play. I don't know if he'll be able to. Tua was a late scratch yesterday. There was a couple of guys that kind of came out of nowhere to not be able to start. Tua Tungavailoa and Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith's on the COVID list. They've already ruled him out, Mike Zimmer has, for next week, which means he is unvaccinated. Wow. I I mean, I I would love... Well, I just don't even want to get into it. Um, at any rate, you're costing yourself games. You're costing yourself money. I- I'm surprised uh, by the personal decisions that some of these guys have made. 
Don't really understand it, to be honest with you. But uh, maybe they've got different information than I do. As for they, they clearly do, I guess I'll say that much. As for Tua Tungavailoa, what's weird about that is he was the backup quarterback because the Dolphins didn't elevate anybody else. So they didn't want him to start the game because of this broken finger. But if Jacoby Brissett got hurt in the first play, he would have played the whole game. So that's a little bit of a head-scratcher for me. They clearly thought he was going to play. I don't know if there's any other rhyme or reason to it. And then it was talked about a lot yesterday, probably too much, but the the Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime for the Jags. I mean, the sack, the pick, the fumble recovery, pretty unbelievable. Maybe the worst game I've seen Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, play. He was really, really bad. You know what's really, really good? When I get emails from listeners saying, Ross, you know what? I listened to what you said about ladder and realized it was time. It was time. And and not only, I don't, I don't have his name in front of me, but he got ladder for himself and for his wife, which is really cool. Really, really cool. Thought that was awesome. Ladder is 100% digital. No doctors, no needles, no paperwork. When you apply for $3 million in coverage or less, ladder policies are issued by insurers with long, proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A plus by AM Best. Finally, since life insurance costs more as you age, now is the time to cross this off the list. Go to ladderlife.com slash Ross today to see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash Ross. Ladderlife.com slash Ross. And uh, yes, we had uh, a listener email me that they got some insurance for both he, she, him and his wife, which is awesome. Ducks takes. All right, let's start with the Falcons and the Saints. Two touchdowns, 343 yards from Matt Ryan, plus the last second field goal from Young Hoku. Helped the Falcons over the Saints, 27-25. Wild game. Wild game, Bri, because it looked like the Saints were going to be able to right the ship and save the day like the Ravens did. And it's a zero-sum game. You either come back and you get the dub, or your comeback was pointless because you still take the L. The Falcons, I want to say they were up like 24 to 6, maybe. Yeah, it was 24 to 6 at some point. And they let the Saints come all the way back to take the lead 25-24. But Matt Ryan threw that pass to Cordero Patterson down the sideline. Patterson had a big game. Cordero Patterson's played for like 10 teams. And finally, there's a team that's figured out, and I'm sure he's improved, but finally there's a team that's figured out how to really use this guy. And Matt Ryan was awesome all game. Threw a couple touchdown passes to uh, Alimide Zacchaeus, who I called his high school state championship game from St. Joe's Prep when he was a Sunday. Matt Ryan showing the value of a franchise quarterback. That guy, they're paying him a lot of money. He's worth every penny. They have no shot in that game without Calvin Ridley. You know, Kyle Pitts dropped the pass without Matt Ryan playing like that. Very, very impressive. 
As for the Saints, they really couldn't do much on offense at all until the fourth quarter. Sean Payton said he felt like Simeon played pretty well. I, I don't know about that. They couldn't score till the fourth quarter. Taysom Hill got involved then. Valiant comeback, but really all for naught. Ducks takes. As you mentioned, the Broncos, one of those teams with the big upset. They upset the Cowboys 30-16, to which snaps Dallas's six-game winning streak. This was a stunner. You know, I'm in a survivor pool, and this was my pick. I, you know, I made it this far. I, there's only like 10% of the people left, maybe 15% of the people left. Cowboys let me down. I don't know who else I would have taken, though. I mean, I couldn't take the Bills. I'd already used them. I'm not sure who else I could have taken. You know, I, I guess Steelers, maybe. I, there wasn't a lot of good choices So for survivor picks. So I think a lot of people probably are out. I should have stuck with my philosophy of taking whoever the Texans were playing. But with Tyrod Taylor back, I I couldn't do it. So anyway, I'm annoyed. The Cowboys, they they couldn't convert a fourth down to save their life. That was really, I thought, the difference in the game is that early on, Cowboys could have played with the lead. Game could have had a totally different feel. But they could not get it done on fourth down. Justin Simmons stuffed Zeke Elliott, who ran right into him for some reason. Uh, Then Dak Prescott came. Dak was bad. Really bad. Dak was like rusty, I guess. I don't know. After the bye and after Cooper Rush played last week. Now, I will say this. Teddy Bridgewater was really good. Uh, Javante Williams was an excellent second-round pick for the Broncos. He's a bad man. He's like an every-week angry-run candidate for my boy Kyle Brandt. Uh, Trayvon Diggs had a really bad game with penalties, got beat. The shine's off him a little bit. In fairness to Dak Prescott, you know, the, the the pocket was never comfortable. Jonathan Cooper, the rookie, harassed him all game. And the Broncos got lucky. I mean, they, they had a punt blocked that actually helped them. They got the ball back, which is crazy. Ultimately, uh, I got to give a shout-out, though, to Micah Parsons. I mean, it was like the end of the first half. He had two and a half sacks, three tackles for loss, five tackles. He was like the only cowboy that really came to play. Ducks takes. Not a good day for Sam Darnold in Carolina. Three interceptions, including a pick six to J.C. Jackson. Patriots over the Panthers, twenty-four to six. How was the How was the food? You were there, right, Brian? I was there, and actually, it was really nice, Ross. This is the first time after nine weeks that I was able to get home on Sunday night. Oh, my gosh. That's a game changer. You fly direct from – does Charlotte have direct flights to Baton Rouge? They or do. There's, yes, there is one flight on American. So, um, Dude, that had to be amazing, Brian. Not yeah. only to get home, but to have a direct flight to Baton Rouge. Yeah, and get home and be in my bed at around 1045 last night. The Sunday night game had just ended. It was nice. Anyway, food was good. Uh, they had prime rib, sliced turkey. Uh, I had the turkey, didn't go for the prime rib. I also did not have the mac and cheese, but everybody was raving about it, and I saw people going back for seconds. What stood out to me was the nice soft-serve ice cream machine with all the fillings, um, well, fixings, I should say, with the sprinkles and the hot fudge and the crumbled cookies and everything. So with that, we're going to go with an A. Good job, wow, Caroline. that is legit. I, I would, um, first of all, I would I would essentially abuse I, I abuse those ice cream machines. Like 
that's like a three or four spot for me. One, two hours before the game, one right before the game, one halftime, one right after the game. I would have gone sliced turkey. Is that what you did, Brian? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I'm a big sliced turkey guy. Love me some sliced turkey. You know, I don't love prime rib. That, that'll probably surprise some people, Brian, but I don't, I never really love prime rib. I don't know. Um, so I was at Louisville Saturday night. They had a really nice spread for a college football team. You guys, if you're into this, you really need to be following me on social. I posted it, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Ross Tucker NFL. Love you guys that follow me. It's really easy. Just literally click a button on any of those. But they had a high-level salad bar, Bri. I mean, they had bacon bits and sliced cucumbers and carrot strips. And I like that. So here and so, and then they had like a bow tie pasta uh, with chicken in it, like a Alfredo sauce, mac and cheese, potatoes. But they also had a carving station I almost missed. First, it was flank steak. Then it was sliced turkey. Me and that guy, I went to him four times. Four times I went to the carving station, dude. The first time and for my halftime snack, I got sliced flank steak, cut it up, put it on top of my healthy, delicious salad. That is, that's big boy eating right there because it's delicious, but also very healthy. It's a protein on top of a salad. So for college, especially, and I, the ladies watched me do the video. They were asking me about my evaluation process. I give them an A for college, especially. That was very legit by Louisville. Oh, they also had iced tea and lemonade, so I could just Arnold Palmer it all night. And it was an awesome game. Clemson stopped Louisville, Bry on the goal line four straight plays to end the game. Louisville had the ball at the two-yard line. And couldn't score. Down six. They would have won the game. They've never beaten Clemson. Ever. Epic. Cool stadium, too. I thought for sure the food was going to be Papa John's or like Taco Bell or Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's yum, right? They got yum brand right there in Louisville. They got, uh, I know Papa John's is from there. So, anyway. uh, For your game, Bri, it's really simple. Sam Darnold was awful. Absolutely awful. Threw a horrendous pick six to J.C. Jackson. You know, the Panthers are realizing now that he's not the guy, which is uh, better now. They realize now than later, they will make a big run for Deshaun Watson in the offseason. I have no idea why they picked up Sam Darnold's option for next year. $19 million. They're not even going to be able to, they're going to have to pay a lot of that to get rid of him. You know, they might even they might as well just keep him as a backup quarterback next year. Stephon Gilmore had a pick. That was about the only positive for the Panthers. Oh, Christian McCaffrey played and looked pretty good. Uh, Matt Paradis had a bad injury, torn ACL. He's done for the year. They're starting center. Um, I thought uh, Ramondre Stevenson had a breakout game for the Patriots. I guess the other, the other uh, positive for the Panthers is Burns. Brian Burns had a good game in like his 15 snaps for the Panthers. Although, I don't know. I don't think it was dirty. I don't think I wouldn't describe it as Mac Jones twisting Brian Burns' ankle. He held on to him because he knew he fumbled. 
Tucks takes. Justin Tucker's 16-yard field goal in overtime gave the Ravens a 34-31 win over the Vikings. Gigantic. Justin Tucker, my brother from another mother, awesome. So here's the deal. The, 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 the Vikings were rolling early. Even without Harrison Smith, Kirk Cousins dropped the bomb to Justin Jefferson. The special teams for the Vikings, and Wongu had the kickoff return for a touchdown, converted a fake punt, but... If you have Lamar Jackson, you are never, ever, 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 ever out of it. Hollywood Brown had a huge game. Rashad Bateman had a big day. Devin DuVernay had a crazy touchdown catch. Uh, Now, the other two things that stood out to me, Deshaun Elliott, torn peck, done for the year for the Ravens, that's tough because he's a really good player. That's really tough. And then Anthony Barr had an incredible interception in overtime, but ultimately it was not enough because after he got that interception, which was just a ridiculously athletic play, they still weren't able to go ahead and uh, do anything. They got a, they got a three and out. Speaking of three and out, you, you don't want three and outs in life. With the free fix finder service at AutoZone, you can troubleshoot more dashboard lights, including your check engine light, ABS light, and service inter- interval light. The free fix finder will give you possible solutions for your lights, all backed by verified technicians. It'll even send your full results in a detailed fix finder report straight to your email. So you'll have all the information you need to take on the fix. It's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. And you can only find it at AutoZone. So next time your dashboard lights pay you a visit, just get in the zone. AutoZone. Ducks takes. Battle of Ohio, not close at all. Browns over the Bengals, 41-6. to Obviously, Cleveland did not miss Odell Beckham. Domination nation for the Cleveland Browns. They didn't miss him at all. In fact... Donovan Peoples-Jones makes more plays than Odell Beckham Jr. does. Baker hit him for a bomb. Um, you know, he had – Nick Chubb had an awesome game. Joe Burrow, a couple bad picks, including the pick six to Denzel Ward, which kind of set the tone for the whole game as the Bengals just struggled. Back-to-back tough losses for the Bengals. You know, this is a, th- these losses, you lose to the Jets and Mike White. You lose at home to the Browns. These are sort of the uh, they are who we thought they are kind of things for the for the Bengals. Ducks takes. I know you already said it, but it's definitely worth repeating. Josh Allen of the Jags getting the better of Josh Allen of the Bills. Jacksonville nine to six winners over Buffalo. And the thing is, is the Jags missed three straight field goals at one point to take the lead. The score could have been even worse. Jaguars defense did a terrific job, and I don't know what got in to the Buffalo Bills. Zach Moss got hurt, but that's no excuse for the Bills offense to be that bad. They laid a total egg. Josh Allen and the Bills offense did not give them a chance to win the game. Now, 12 penalties obviously killed them, but the Bills defense did the job. As the Jaguars only had 218 yards, Two for 13. I mean, the Bills defense did everything possible to keep 
the team in the game, and, and the offense just couldn't come through for him. Ducks takes. Nine combined turnovers between the Texans and the Dolphins. Miami gets its first win at home, 17-9. to Yeah, these are bad teams, man. These are bad teams. I, I don't have a lot of hope for the Dolphins Thursday night uh, in the game I'm calling for Westwood 1. Jalen Waddell made a few plays. Mike Gesicki made some plays. It feels like he always does. The Dolphins' D was good again. Back-to-back weeks where the Dolphins' D was pretty good, especially Emmanuel Ogba, so that's a positive. Other than that, I don't have a whole lot to say about this game. Tyrod Taylor didn't play as well as I thought he might. Brissett was up and down with Tua out, and that's about that. takes. Xavier McKinney picks off the Raiders twice. Giants over Las Vegas 23-16. to Right, and it sounds like, according to his Twitter or Instagram or whatever, Deshaun Jackson is going to sign with the Raiders. That's really exactly where he should go. You know, Derek Carr loves throwing the deep ball. They lost Henry Ruggs. We know about that. They need a deep threat. I mean, it just makes too much sense for Deshaun Jackson to go there. Xavier McKinney not only had two interceptions, but he had a pick six, which was gigantic. Giants defense starting to play really well again. Patrick Graham has those guys playing at a pretty high level again. Ducks takes. Two touchdown passes for Justin Herbert, and he uh, ran in another one. Chargers over the Chiefs, 27, not the Chiefs, excuse me, over the Eagles, 27-24. Well, Herbert had a really good game. You know, the, the positive for the Eagles – I like that they stuck with the run and they ran it very effectively. And in the second half in particular, Jalen Hurts played really well. Devontae Smith played really well, had another 100-yard game. So that's encouraging, especially the Devontae Smith part of it and Hurts playing well for the Eagles. The problem is the Eagles really could not stop. Other than a couple fourth downs, they could not disrupt Justin Herbert. They could not get him out of a rhythm and it cost them the game. I mean, he completed over 80% of his passes again. And the real problem is the Eagles' D-line, to which they've invested a lot of resources, was ultimately pretty much just like a no-show. Ducks takes. Packers' seven-game win streak ends with a 13-7 loss in Kansas City. Right. Now, this, by the way is one of the reasons why Aaron Rodgers makes the comments he made on Friday on Pat McAfee's show because it then gets lost in the shuffle a little bit because people want to talk about the games on Monday, not what he said. I would just term his comments disappointing. Disappointing. The Johnson & Johnson thing especially is really scary and uninformed because – Tens of millions of people have gotten the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and are fine. I, I thought it was, frankly, irresponsible for Aaron Rodgers. And I guess you have to decide whether or not you believe some of the things that he said. Um, I know one of my first questions would be like, okay, what's the allergy that you have? That you can't take the uh, mRNA uh, vaccine? But whatever. People get so upset about the vaccine talk. It's like, I don't even want, I don't even want to get into it. Jordan Love had a rough first half. Was a little bit better in the second half, but ultimately 
struggled against the Blitz. I don't know why Matt LaFleur and the Packers didn't run it more. I, I really don't get it. I got to be honest. I do not understand. They were horrible on special teams in the first half. They had a missed field goal, a blocked field goal, a muffed punt. You know, without Aaron Rodgers, the Packers needed to win the special teams battle. That obviously did not happen. Mahomes and the Chiefs offense, they're still out of sync. I mean, they're still not right, but Mahomes did make the clinching play late, which was reminiscent of last year, finding a way to throw it to Tyreek Hill to close out the game. Ducks takes. No Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins or A.J. Green, no problem for the Cardinals. 31-17 winners over the 49ers. Yikes. Yikes for the 49ers. And they ended up being favored in this game, and the Cardinals came out and took it to them. So happy for Colt McCoy. He's a really nice guy. He's been around the league for a while. I love when guys like that get an opportunity when they have it in a while. Look, that's what I wrote about in my column this week at DK Nation. If you check my Twitter or Facebook, you can read that one. But I'm, I'm really happy for Colt McCoy. And, and how about James Conner? Three touchdowns in the first half, just a total beast. It's almost like the, it feels like the Steelers didn't have to draft a running back in the first round. They just needed to free James Conner, get a better O-line, and get a healthy James Conner. He looked awesome. He looked fast. He was rolling out there. Looked like a total stud. Chandler Jones became the all-time sack leader in Cardinals history, which is pretty amazing when you think about, like, I guess I still think of Chandler Jones with, with the Patriots a little bit. Marcus Golden had three sacks for Arizona as well. I think he has nine sacks in nine games. Marcus Golden's really playing well. Ayuk and Kittle made some plays, I guess, for the Niners. Uh, Eno Benjamin ran over Drake Kirkpatrick, which was awesome to watch. But ultimately... It's a really bad loss for the Niners. It's like a season-changing loss for them. And it makes you wonder when it'll be Trey Lance time in San Francisco. It's ugly. And finally, Sunday Night Football. Titans managing just 194 offensive yards last night without Derrick Henry. But their defense definitely showed up. 28-16 to over the Los Angeles Rams. Well, the Titans' defense in general dominated, but in particular, Jeffrey Simmons. He was unbelievable. Five tackles, six quarterback pressures, three sacks in the first half, Bry. In the first half. That is why he was the easy choice for me as the in-the-zone Player of the week presented by AutoZone. You don't do that as a D lineman without being in the zone. And I thought this was the first game where the Rams offensive line really got their butts whipped by a bunch of gosh darn nerds. No, not by a bunch of gosh darn, by a bunch of gosh darn titans. You know the, you know the movie, Brian? Is that Revenge of the Nerds? Revenge of the Nerds, John Goodman. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of gosh darn nerds. Anyway. Uh, that's not the point. The point is, Jeffrey Simmons was awesome. He's the auto zone in the zone player of the week because that's exactly what he was. Really, the whole D-line was in the zone. Landry was, I mean, right from the start, Danico Autry was all over 
Matthew Stafford, and he didn't handle it well. He, he, he looked like he was flummoxed. Matthew Stafford did not handle the pressure well at all. He had two game-changing interceptions, whereas Matthew said he essentially spotted the Titans 14 points. Tannehill and the Titans offense had less than 200 yards, but they didn't really need it because of the defense and because of those horrific interceptions by Matthew Stafford. Shout-outs are in order. They always are because you can be, and I think we're done here, member of patreon.com slash RT Media and get shout-outs for your biz at the end of every show. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com. Love supporting listener-owned businesses. Love the College Draft Podcast with Emery Hunt, which we will record a little bit later this morning. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 